Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was the only believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise today. Hallelujah. Okay. I, I thought I turned off on the right exit. Uh, praise God. Um, I, I love this time of the year. Um, it, it allows me to, uh, and we, we think about Jesus all the time, but, you know, it's just that this time of the year you think about, you know, his purpose and, and what he, why he came, you know. He came that we would have life, have it more abundantly. He came that, uh, to take on our sins and so we could live a, a righteous life. He came so that everyone that would believe in him would have eternal life with God. Yeah, I think about that. I say, man, you know, uh, such an act. And, and I think about that act, and I think about that was unconditional love. That was unconditional love. And so I, I get to thinking about that. I get to thinking about what unconditional love is, and then I start thinking about me, and do I really walk in unconditional love. Do I really live that way? So I asked my wife. I'll just say it this way. I got a lot to work on. But I, 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 I really begin to think about that because I say, Jesus lives on the inside of me. So shouldn't be that hard for me to display, walk in unconditional love. It just shouldn't be that hard. So, so when I think about that, you know, and, and in this time of the year, you know, there's a lot of gift giving and, and all those things, and that's great. But if I don't have a lifestyle that really shows unconditional love, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. Doesn't matter if I'm a great gift giver, or if I receive great gifts, if unconditional love is not, a, not my foundation, then Houston, we have a problem. So when I think about the Bible, uh, we know John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking about love doesn't wait. It just does. Can we say amen to that? It doesn't wait to be acknowledged. It doesn't wait for a certain set of conditions to be met. It doesn't wait till we both agree. Man, I'm up here feeling convicted. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I mean, it doesn't wait. It doesn't wait to be earned. It just does. I'm thinking about God sending his only begotten son. Let me tell you something. Frank, I love you. But if you want me to send Lene, RJ, Chris, or Rigel, any of my four, to die for you, buddy, you're going to be waiting a long time. 
And I mean, I love you, man. I, I do. I, I do. But an act like that. And it was unconditional. You didn't have to do anything. He just did it. It doesn't wait. Somebody say, love doesn't wait. Now, I'm not going to tell you this to say this, but here's the question I ask myself. Then why do I wait? Why do I wait before I really show unconditional love? And I'm not talking about in the easy situations. Anybody could do that, you know. If you had a wife like mine, it's easy to show her love. I get points for that? Okay, all right, all right, all right. I mean, you know, some situations it's just easy, you know. But what about those situations where it's difficult? Do I put conditions on my love being displayed? Do I limit my love? You know, until certain conditions are met. You know, until Frank votes like I vote, until he starts thinking like how I think, until we can agree, then you know what? I don't really want anything to do with him. Now, here's the thing. I know I'm just jumping right into this. Didn't build up much at all. <laughs> Frank's looking like, wow. <laughs> but but, but I, I really had to start examining myself. Well, let me, let, me, let me show you this. Okay, so in the Bible, uh, Romans 5, 8, I know you guys know this scripture, but it talks about, but God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, he sent Christ. Do you know what that means? That means that while we were at odds with God, why we were enemies, why we weren't even thinking about God. We, we weren't obedient to him. We weren't trying to be obedient. He made a move. And so I'm asking myself, do I live like that? Do I live like that all the time, or do I just live like that with the situations where it's easy, when you got a wife like mine? Did I say that already? Yeah. I did? Okay. I can say it again. I can keep saying it all night. Okay, she gave me permission. I can keep saying it all night. But Christ died for us. So unconditional love shows me that it doesn't quit. So now I'm examining myself. Does my unconditional love have a limit? Mars, do I quit sometime? You know, I shouldn't, but do I? Do I quit? Are there certain situations where I throw in the towel? And here's God showing me, well, that's not unconditional love. Unconditional love doesn't throw in the towel. It doesn't quit. Because it's already made a decision, this is what I'm going to do. And it's not predicated upon anything else. So I find myself in this predicament. If I can't, Brother Bud, if I can't love you, it's not because of anything that you've done. It's because my love meter doesn't go high enough. I'm talking about unconditional love. You know, why am I talking about this? Well, in this season, you know, we celebrate Jesus and, and, and we should. We should. 
But now, are we really doing a self-examination? Am I really Christ-like? Am I really displaying true love? Or is my love choicey? Is my love, you know, does my love have an on and off switch? You know, is my love set on a timer? You know, oh, that's it. <laughs> Buddy, you, you had two weeks. Up, it's done now. It's over with. Oh, you've had a year. John, I, I just can't love. I, I, I can't give you unconditional love. And the reason why I'm going in on this is because, see, I need to really understand what unconditional love is because I'll say this. I love everybody. I'll come to church every Sunday on Wednesday, and I'll say, Brother Dave, I love everybody. But here's the question. Do I desire the best for everyone? I'm just asking me. I'm asking myself. Do I desire the best? Because the Bible says in John, 1 John 4, 8, it says that anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Can we say amen to that? So it's easy for me to come to church and say that I love. But if I don't desire the best for you, how is that love? If I wish you would learn a lesson so bad that it just, you know, if, if I wish hurt, you know, if I, you know, if I'm not praying for you, uh, if I don't desire the best for you, then is that love? But you know what? I'll come to church every Sunday and call it love. You know, I don't see anything wrong with the lifestyle that I live. I'm coming to church. The people that are nice to me, I'm nice to them. The people that are a little difficult, you know, I'm, I'm still nice to them, but them really rough people, those people that get on your last nerve, I'm talking about your reserve nerve that you've stored away someplace, the people that get on that nerve, how do I feel about them? Do I mention them in my prayers at night? The people that disagree with me, on certain topics, do I wish the best for them? Do I desire the best for them? Or do I hope they get hit by a truck, not die, but get hit by a truck, get put in the hospital, and have time to rethink their position on a certain topic? I might be exposing myself a little too much. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. You guys don't think that way. But I've had moments, I've had moments where I'm going, mm, 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 if I could punch you and get away with it, if I could knock you out and God not see it, if God could just yawn for a minute, close his eyes and stretch, and I just hit you real quick and get away with it, I've, I might, I don't know. We're talking about unconditional love. I know. I'm going to be like, we can't have him preaching here anymore. He wants to fight. <laughs> Disappointment. Mistreatment. Unfairness. Not getting your way. 
That struck a nerve with somebody, I heard it. <laughs> not getting your way, or things not going the way that they should go. You ever have that? That things should be going a certain way, and they don't. Can I still display unconditional love in a situation like that? God does. He desires that none go to hell. Can we say amen to that? But how many people know people are going? So does that cause God to hold back his love? Because things aren't going the way that he desires. Because people are making choices that affect not only themselves, but the people around them? Does God decide I'm not going to operate in unconditional love? No, he doesn't. Matter of fact, the Bible says God is love. So now I'm feeling convicted because I'm going, okay, Jesus said that the Father and I are one, and if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, and, 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 and they live here. And then I got the Holy Ghost right here with me. The Bible says that, that this advocate that I have, and, and another word for advocate is champion, this champion that I have right along with me, I got, I got God in here, and I got this champion right next to me, and I will live as if unconditional love can be optional, that it can be based on situations and circumstances. It can be based on what you do. Well, you know what? I'm here to confess. There's times in my life when I've had unconditional love misunderstood. So then I'm going, well, how am I really giving my all? And I give my, we should give our all to Jesus all year long. But in this time, in this season where, you know, there's a, a, a focus that, that, that the world has an opportunity to see, how can I say that I'm really being who I'm supposed to be if there's someone that I'm not displaying unconditional love to? And I'll think that I'm better than the heathens. I'll think I'm better than those that don't believe in Jesus, you know. People of other faith, Jehovah Witnesses, whatever, Islam. I'll think that I'm better than them because I go to church every Sunday. I go to Bible study. And I say that I believe in Jesus, but yet unconditional love can be shut off just like that, based on what I think and how I feel. Wow. I did not know that unconditional love was so surfacy that it can be turned off based on how I think and how I feel. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. It is time that we allow unconditional love to be a continuous 
a continuous motion, belief, stance, foundation in our lives, no matter what is going on. Can we say amen to that? So I'm reading the Bible. And again, I was talking about disappointments come. Mistreatments come. Anybody ever been mistreated? Yeah. I've been mistreated. Now, I'm not talking about you, you know. Girl, you, hey. The Lord bless me. Am I doing well today? Mistreatment. Unfairness. Not getting my own way. Things not going the way they should go or the way I think they should go. These things are not, and I repeat, these things are not the kryptonite to unconditional love. Do you understand that? Disappointment comes, but that doesn't mean unconditional love shuts down. Can we say amen to that? Mistreatment comes. Jesus already said, hey, let me tell you something. In this world, I love that. Because he says, in this world, not in the one to come. But in this world, he said, you're going to have tribulation. Frank, stuff going to happen. Listen, man, bad things are going to happen to good people. He says, but be of good cheer. He said, because I've overcome the world. So in other words, anything that comes up against you, your solution, your response is in Jesus Christ. So then if I get mistreated, if I get overlooked, if somebody does me wrong, you probably haven't had people to do you wrong because you look like you look like you were giving the business. <laughs> you look like you were come looking for him. You know, I'm kidding. Brother David is one of the nicest. He he doing something for me now. I I, I want to get teary eyed now just thinking about his acts of kindness. But I'm just telling you, these things will happen, but they are not the kryptonite to unconditional love. I'm just assuming everybody knows what kryptonite is. Anybody not know? You know, Superman, you know, he get around kryptonite and it make him weak. For those that didn't know. But I act like that sometimes, Mars. I act like when disappointment comes, my unconditional love begins to weaken. When I don't get my way, unconditional love begins to weaken. When you do me wrong, I'm going to pick on Annie over here, I know she would never do anybody wrong, but, but if she does me wrong and doesn't apologize, you know, uh, 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 knows that she's wrong, but never comes to me, makes a man, that's an excuse or that's a reason for my unconditional love to just disappear. The devil is a liar. I'm here to tell you, since God doesn't just love us, but he is love, and he lives on the inside of me, I can display unconditional love no matter what you do. And matter of fact, that is my goal. Because the devil, your sworn enemy, the one that hates you the most, you know the devil just really hates you. You know that, right? You know, he hates you. He's jealous of you. He would love for you 
to come to church, have a title in the church, be faithful, come on time, not late like me, you know, but, but come on time, you know, come faithfully every Sunday, every Wednesday, you know, have all the church etiquettes, you know, you know, conduct yourself, speak the right way, but not truly have unconditional love. Because he says, now that's the one I can use. That's the one I can use, the one that's going to harbor bitterness, unforgiveness. See, that's the one I can use, the one that looks the part, but it's not really the part. That's the one I want. That's the one I'm going to use because I'm going to just so subtly destroy the witness. I'm going to taint people's view of God, of Jesus Christ through you. The one that comes to church, acts the part, looks the part, believes that they are everything they should be, but can turn their unconditional love on and off just like a light switch. That's the one the devil goes, yay, keep it up. Keep it up. Because I want people to think that's who God is. I want people to think that's what Jesus is like. And so now, because of mistreatment done to us, because of uh, disagreements, because people taking a strong stance on, on life choices, on, on sexual preference, that, that now my unconditional love drops, I treat them in a way that they should never be treated. And they walk away saying, see, that's why I don't go to church. Because those folks will be better accepted by some ungodly organization better than they would the church. And when it happens enough, people run into people. people you, you, you. Now that brother Dave, he was trying to get us to go to church, but Frank, last time I was at the church, this is what they said about me. And then Frank goes, you know what, yeah, they treated me like that too. See, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's why I'm not going. I'm not going either. But yet, I, as a believer, am an ambassador of Christ. What is an ambassador? That, you guys, you know, you watch the news and had a history lesson or two, you know. I mean, you know, ambassadors, they represent. You know, if, 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 if I, which they would not want me to do it, but if I was an ambassador to the United States, gosh, that's just scary just to say that, you know. <laughs> you know, but if I were and I was in another country, John, they'd be looking at me. They go, that's the best that America has to offer? <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't think they're the superpower they used to be. Because they're looking at me. They're looking at what I say. They look at how I act. Because I'm speaking on behalf of America. I have eyes on me. You think it's any different being an ambassador of Christ? You think it's any different? You think they're going, oh, well, you know, 
you know. We won't, you know, Brother Bud doesn't really, they're going, no, he is exactly what I'm talking about. So now today, in this time, in this season, where Jesus is being celebrated, and I know he's celebrated all year long, but when we put an emphasis at this time of the year, I really want to look at myself and ask myself this question. When people see me, do they want to come to church? Or when people see me, they say, that's why I don't go to church. I'm I'm looking at me. Listen, I'm just thankful that you guys are just listening to me and let me talk. But I'm looking at my lifestyle. I don't, I don't want to take for granted that I just know him. The Bible says, if I say that I know him and I don't do what he says, then the Bible says I'm a liar. So I sit here, I come here, this is probably not the best, like, Christmas message. <laughs> you know? but, but I come here and I say, I know him. But he tells me, pray for my enemies. He tells me, bless them. He tells me, never return evil for evil. Or railing for railing. Abusive criticism. He tells me, if I'm abusive, abusefully criticized, I am not to do that in return. So now I got to ask myself, you know, if Brother David does something to me, do I give him the benefit of the doubt? Do I say, I forgive him? Do I say, he may not have even realized what he did. He's probably not even thinking like I am. Or do I go, he knows better. He know what he did. And then I start telling people. Frank, come here for a second, man. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what Brother David did, man. You know what that joker did to me, man? <laughs> Frank, you're not supposed to say what. <laughs> I'm teasing. But you understand. And we'll do this. Coming to church every Sunday. I'm on my way to heaven anyhow. You think heaven's going to be full of people that compromise unconditional love? Can't. Unconditional love is not, or, or, or to compromise unconditional love is not real love. It's not genuine. Selective obedience is disobedience. At least that's the rule in my house with my kids. I don't want to embarrass any of them. Well, yeah, okay. Hey, RJ. RJ's a good kid. He's back there, all the guys, they point at him. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to take too long in this. I'm, 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 I'm wrapping this up. But I just want to bring about this unconditional love. Sometimes unconditional love is hard to walk fully in when I don't understand the suffering part. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, do you believe that Jesus walked in unconditional love? Anybody believe that? Did Jesus suffer? Oh, okay. So in his walk, 
in unconditional love, desiring the best for everyone, just making a decision to love, he suffered. And see, sometimes, Brother David, that's the part that I lose sight of. See, I think unconditional love is everything going my way. I'm thinking unconditional love is you agree with me, I agree with you. I think unconditional love can be displayed when you're easy to talk to. But see, Jesus said it this way. He said, God, is there another way? He said, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And he was emphasizing that your will always be done in my life. And so there was already a decision made. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to trust God. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if I get the car that I want. It doesn't matter if, if, if things are going great for me financially. It doesn't matter how life treats you and what you have because I'm not comparing what I have to what you have. This is real simple. I do one thing. I just love. And I already made a decision to do it. And it ain't got nothing to do with you. I just do it. Can we say amen to that? So now in this time of the year, let's not be... I hate to say it. I mean, let's not be, you know, status quo, you know. Let's really be the ambassadors of Christ. Let's really be the ones that just say, listen, I just love. Brother David, my marriage got so much better when I just start loving her. You believe that? You sound like you got some experience in that, you know. <laughs> it just got so much better. I remember God telling me, he said, see, you're trying to control. Now, you can justify it all you want, but you're trying to control. And he says, let me tell you one thing about love. It doesn't demand its own way. Because if it demanded its own way, then guess what? If love was control, then we would all be living right. Because God would just make us live right. But love... Unconditional love means that I'm patient with you in your process. Unconditional love means that you are, you are entitled to make your own choices and decisions, whether I agree with them or not. That doesn't mean that unconditional love now goes out the window because you're living a lifestyle that I know isn't right. I know God's not pleased with, and I know to remain in that lifestyle without coming to repentance will lead you to hell. But if I really understand that, that should make me want to love you even more. Because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. It may be that my unconditional love towards you just one day might get your attention. Maybe that's why some people that are living in sin find themselves connecting to other things that are not God because those people just accept them. They're not trying to change them. I wonder what would happen if I just love somebody 
instead of trying to change them. I teach, we teach, my wife and I, we teach marriage classes and we say, listen, at, at, at this stage in life, the only people you need to be changing are babies. That's it. But what this does is it makes me look at, am I walking in unconditional love? You know, we serve a Savior who understands. He's been tempted with every temptation, and yet he didn't sin. So you know what? My answer lies in him. Can we say amen to that? So anything that I do, Mar, should not be apart from him. If I really want to walk in unconditional love, if I really want to have the lifestyle that God has called me to live, then I have to do it through Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, the word says that we live right. We have righteousness through Jesus Christ. So how is me being mean, nasty, not patient with you, unforgiving, bitter, criticizing you? How, why would I think I'm going to end up in heaven? It's amazing how when we get off the track, man, just a little bit, if left unchecked, we'll find ourselves redefining what salvation is. See, because I think salvation is I can treat you, you know, harshly. I can treat you in an unloving way because of that level of sin you're in. Where is that in the Bible? It's not. It's not. So he says this. Jesus says, and, and, and I'm done. Jesus says in, in Matthew 16, 24, he says, if anyone wants to come after me, he's got to deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So that means that it's not about what I think and how I feel. It's not about that. That is not the final decision making on anything. Can we say amen to that? It's, it's Christ and in, in, in the word. That's my final decision maker. Then he says this, take up his cross. Do you know what that means? That means to be a disciple of Jesus, to walk in unconditional love, I have to be willing to suffer. I have to be willing to suffer to the point of death if need be, if I want to follow Jesus Christ. Well, let me be honest. There's been times in my life that, you know what, that was not my definition of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. My definition was if I see wrong in your life, I let you know about it. I tell you about it. I don't wait on the Holy Ghost. I just pull you to the side. I, I have no tactfulness about me. I have not even built a rapport with you yet. I just pull you to the side, tell you you're going to hell, tell you why, and expect you to conform to that. Who wants to be around people like that? Every time they see you, they tell you what you're doing wrong. I don't want to be around people like that. I might be struggling and broken on the inside anyway. Maybe I know what I'm doing is wrong, and maybe I just don't know how to get out of it, and the last thing I need is for you and come to remind me how much of a failure I am. Yeah. 
but I got my Bible, I got some holy, some holy oil, I throw it on you, praise the Lord, like I'm going to heaven. Jesus be talking to those people going, depart from me, I never knew you. I cast out devils in your name, depart from, bye. I don't want to be that. Frank, I don't want to be that. And I don't want to encourage anybody else to be that. I don't, want to, I don't want someone to see that and think, that's how you do it. I don't want the kids in my household to see that and think, that's how you do it. I don't want that. I want them to see a compassion in me that they just go, man, I, I need Jesus. That's the only way I can walk in that level of compassion. I need Jesus. I can't do that. And then I can tell them, I can't do it either without him. So, as we enjoy this season and all that it brings, let us, let us understand that unconditional love is not something that comes and goes. It's not something that's determined by convenience. It's not something that, that has a doorway when everything is going relatively well for me. It is just who I am. It's on the inside of me. Because Christ is on the inside of me. Can we say amen to that? So let's be those type of people. I encourage you. Search yourself. You know, it's amazing how corporate America has this figured out and the church struggles with it. You know, most of the time, corporate America, typically toward the end of the year, they start doing evaluations, you know, and they, they're even smart about it now. They give you the evaluation. Have you fill it out, you know, and then they come back and go over it with you. They look at what you did over the course of the year what you did well, what can you improve on? What did you not do well at? Would be to God that as a believer, I would search myself, as the Bible says, and do an evaluation of myself. How well did I love people? How well did I display compassion and acts of kindness? How good of a job did I do with difficult people? How many people on the opposite side of the political aisle that I pray for do I bless? How many people that live different lifestyles from me? The man that comes into the store dressed as a woman. Have I ever said a kind word to him? Or do I feel like that's condoning what he does? Are you kidding me? then how did Jesus ever approach the woman at the well? Come on, we just need to think about what we're thinking about. You know, am I showing compassion and unconditional love, or am I judging people without love being present? So therefore, it's easy for me to not do what Christ says I should do because I'm not denying myself. I'm actually denying him. 
And when I begin to deny him by not keeping his commandments, then the things of God seem foreign to me, and it's easy to justify my denial of obeying it. Because, see, I've already got in my heart how I feel about you. And since I've already made it in my heart, it's going to come out in my actions. It's going to come out of this mouth. And when God goes to say, well, I want you to bless them. No. Look at how they live. Look at what they do. I want you to go to them and, 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 and invite them out to dinner. No, that can't be God. But I saw Jesus breaking bread with sinners all the time. Just something to think about. I know, Merry Christmas. <laughs> this church, this atmosphere, is the kind of atmosphere we can have talks like this. And nobody walk away offended, but we walk away saying, let me search myself. Let me not just assume that I got it all right. Let me spend time in prayer. Let me spend time in my word to see Am I conducting myself as an ambassador of Christ? Can we say amen to that? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for these moments just to kind of have family time and just to talk. Not any big eyes or little U's, but just us as family just asking the question, are we serving you as best we can? The answer is in your word. All we need to do is follow your word, be willing to trust and obey you. So God, today, touch our hearts, touch our minds. If there's any area in our life where unconditional love has a limit, has an on and off switch, reveal it to us. Maybe we don't see it. Maybe we've grown up this way thinking that that's okay to do. But God, I thank you that you won't leave us ignorant. God, I thank you that as we open up our hearts and our lives to you, you'll expose it. And we have nothing to be ashamed of because we want to be right. We want to see heaven and we want heaven as our final place of eternity. So God, just touch the hearts and minds of everyone here that I speak into the atmosphere of the homes that are represented here and on live stream. And God, I just speak, Father, right now that truth honesty, compassion, love. I just see the atmosphere with those things, God. And I thank you, God. We're not afraid to be corrected. We're not, in, we're not afraid. We're not afraid that things that shouldn't be there get exposed because we want to be right with you. And I thank you that this is the kind of church that we have here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, thank you guys, and we will see you on Sunday. Have a great, great week. God bless.